0: Great. So we're here for another recording of honest conversations about things that matter. Uh, And I chose that title with great care because what I wanted to do was spend some time with some people that I value and whose thoughts and experiences I would like to hear a little bit about. Uh, And I'm joined today by Amy Montgomery, uh, who is a relatively new friend of mine, but but a good friend. And yeah, so we're just gonna have an honest conversation. uh, Just to set the the scene for you that uh, Amy's with me today and she's gonna introduce herself very shortly. But I have some questions that I'm going to ask Amy that she doesn't know about yet so there's no and i do that on purpose as well because i i think that if you ask people questions in advance then they <coughs> engage their intellectual brain yeah and they try to work out you know the smart answer or the clever answer or you know th- uh-huh. think about it too much uh whereas if you ask people a question then you know you, you can sort of bypass that 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 thinking and just get to the to the emotional side of it uh which is where i want to get to with people uh, and I did ask you yesterday, no this morning, just uh, so I, I always leave it really late and say to people bring a book uh, and you weren't able to because all your books were somewhere else but maybe uh-huh. talk about one and bring a thing uh, and I do that really late as well because if you ask people early then they think I'll bring that, no I'll bring that, no <laughs> that would be cool, no I'll bring that, you know no I'll bring that, uh, whereas if you ask them really late they kind of just have to go Oh, shit, what am I going to bring? Okay, I'll bring that. Yeah, uh, and, and I like doing that that, that, that people don't get too long, you know, what will be the smartest book to bring, or what will, be, what will make me sound really clever, or whatever. <laughs> so we ask people, just, just before they come, uh, to bring a thing or something, something that's important to them. So, uh, we'll be here for as long as we're here, uh, as long as it takes. There is no, there's no time limit, there's no time minimum. It can be ten minutes, or it can be an hour and twenty minutes, whatever, whatever way the conversation goes. And I always ask the same first question, uh, Amy, and, and I'm going to ask you the same question. So imagine if you were, uh, so imagine if you were going to win an award for for best Amy in the world, and uh, you know you're coming up on stage, and they run one of those montages of your life. You know that that runs through who you are and you know and could you just for us pick out some of the points that would be meaningful or, or uh, important to you through your life and you can go as early and as late and, and uh, whatever you want just to give us an idea of who Amy Montgomery is:
1: Yes, I can certainly try Good. Um, Hello everybody. <laughs> Um, yeah, My name is Amy Montgomery um, and if I'm to think about what would be on the screen, um, I would say that maybe some of the earlier memories that would be on the screen are probably some family holidays, the caravan, um, sort of growing up um caravaning and and getting to know all the all the kids on the caravan side and um definitely a lot of huts <laughs> building huts and uh and yeah just corners corners of streets and and caravan sites that would maybe feel like an entire world, world in themselves you know um so I suppose that would be one of the earlier things that maybe started in a way my adventurous sort of side. I don't know whether that's the only thing, but that definitely played a, played a part in it. Um, where our, our caravan was based when I was, when I was younger it was in Fermanagh. Um, so i w- I was born in 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 Lisburn, but I spent a good chunk of my life in Fermana. Um, uh, I suppose in I mean, this is more my memories than probably what would be what would be on the screen. but if it if that's uh, if that's what you're looking for, then um, in Fermanagh, I'll always remember the the smile of of going to the barn dances, you know. I was maybe only about four, five, um, and me covering my ears, crying my eyes out. Ah, <laughs> you know, turn these loud signs off. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it's pretty funny actually. Um, after that, then I started to get into music. Um, it's quite difficult to to. To put all of the things from from your personal timeline on out into words for someone to understand um, every important sort of part of your life, but um, I suppose one of the the pinnacle moments of my life was was starting music, um picking up the guitar, um, my dad teaching me a, teaching me a few chords on the guitar um
0: What
1: age was that? What age were you then? I would say maybe 14, Um, yeah, in and around that. Um, I always sang, I've always been a singer, Um, even from when I was no age, Um, but yeah, picking up the guitar, um, starting to learn how to play music, sort of. Um, being able to witness my, my own growth in, in, in music and in playing an instrument, you know. Um, when, you can, when you can feel yourself and, and see yourself being able to play more advanced things and you can actually witness your, your growth in something, you know, you're, I, I feel that you're way more driven to, to grow in other places too. Um, so, yeah, picking up the guitar was definitely one of the things that would, would be on the screen. Um, I, uh, I used to take part in a lot of singing competitions from when I was maybe eight years old. Um, my mum and dad would have really pushed me in those singing competitions and um, got me to sing everywhere, everywhere I went.
0: Maybe luckily that was before the time of uh, videos and mobile phones and uh, yeah. Or maybe there's a few embarrassing home movies. Away, yeah, no, there definitely
1: is. <laughs> they wouldn't be on the screen. Yeah, no. Hopefully not. Depends who would make this yeah. this uh, this video. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a few. There's definitely a few. Uh, so yeah, that that would definitely be one me me singing and playing guitar, all all of this sort of musical, musical stuff. Um, and yeah, I suppose that that sort of had a, that was sort of a big, a big chunk of, of growth and not exactly, growth isn't exactly something that I can put into words, but that's, that's what I can um, say. Um, and I suppose um, the next important part that I feel has, has really made me um, want to focus on myself and, and the growth of myself and understanding other people more and, and just being that little bit more inquisitive in everything around me um, is when my, my mum passed away. Uh, which was three, just over three years ago now. Okay. Um. So when that happened, um, I was sort of. I I don't want to say forced to to be. Um. Mature and independent, but in a way you are. You know, yeah. you're with your whatever emotions are gonna come up, um, with that. Um.
0: I suppose even even. As a female, you know, a maternal female thing that 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 dependence or that you know that that person that you have that you know your your lineage where you learn stuff from isn't there anymore. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that that in itself forces you to shit. I gotta sort some shit out myself now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I suppose yeah, it's that too with with me being being female too and 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 the the mother, the female figure, um, not being there anymore. So. Um, yeah, just shortly after that happened, then I I moved out of my my dad's house and sort of learned how to how to do shit myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, um, yeah, and I, I always mention the death of my mom because that I really do feel like that is the the moment after that that I started to to understand things better and and more even if i didn't want to you know it was happening and I, and i could feel it happening and i just felt way more connected to everything and i i, I think at least that i i understand um everybody and, and everything around me a little bit more than what i would have before that happened um so yeah that that was sort of the yeah the moment where i would say my My spiritual growth um started to happen um after that um, and I suppose since then the last few years um I've just been like this crazy uh, crazy journey of just learning so fast um everybody can learn at at whatever age it doesn't matter what age you are totally agree. Um, but learning. Learning can happen really fast, and it's great, you know. Um,
0: I might even add that everybody should learn. Yeah. No what age you are.
1: Uh, if,
0: you, if you stop learning, it's over. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, there's opportunities to learn all around us, all all the time, you know. And and I suppose, in a way, people are always learning, but they are not always aware that they're learning, and mm. that's probably the more, more the thing to... To bring up is, is being aware of, of the process of learning. Um, yeah, I'm, I think on a screen. <laughs> what was the question? On the screen would be, yeah, me running around a caravan, caravan site with long curly hair, brown curly hair, um, dragging my cousins through puddles on. Body boards, um, and up into my teens, listening to Bob Marley, and and sort of starting my my starting to put action into into my wonder of things around me, um, and building up my my strong my strong sort of strong mind, and and. I would like to think I'm, I'm a strong-minded person um up to the death of, of my mum um and when that happened I, f- I just felt really ready for it I you know I I welcomed it and I and the growth from there you know it's it's hard to say what would be on the screen because my life isn't in no way finished yet so it, Of course not. Yeah, up to now I would say I
0: say that would be I think will be a good run. A good run. That would definitely get you from your seat to the stage in, in time to pick up your awards. So yeah, that's, that's been, that's yeah, I think that. so. Yeah. All right. Cool. Brilliant. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and to are they a less serious question, then tell me three amazing things about you. Uh, and I and I don't mean yeah, I'm okay at. You know, I mean I am shit hot. <laughs> I am amazing at.
1: I am. Um, Amazing at uh, picking up what somebody is um, is feeling at the at the time, wherever I am right now. Um, I am three amazing things. I am amazing at bringing a brighter energy into a room. Class. Um, whether that be with my smile or my general presence <laughs> awesome. um and I'm amazing at uh getting people to feel from when I sing, um getting them to to feel uh a place within themselves that they maybe forgot about or they have ignored or that they just something that they needed to feel. Getting underneath the the layer of of someone's of the way that they they put themselves on the table. Just underneath that I'm good at um I'm amazing at, at getting in there. In a in a in a humble way, not in a yeah, in a forceful way. You can be amazing and humble.
0: Yeah. All at the same
1: time. <laughs>
0: That's something that something I often think about, Amy, and, and you can maybe help me because uh, when we think about, you know, I read a lot of people like Eckhart Tolle and stuff, you know, and talks about presence and being in the now and what brings you to the now. And, and you know, I, I often wonder about my experience, especially with live music, in that sometimes when I'm watching live music, I feel that I am consuming it, right? So it's just, you know, coming into me so I feel that I'm consuming it but I also feel that I am consumed by it as in both uh-huh. you know? so I am that sounds really high for you know, but I am in it because I'm totally immersed totally engrossed totally captivated totally into it you know so it 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 gets into me and I get into it you know and I, th- I think that's it's, it's a real interesting experience with music, and, and I would agree that someone like you has a, an ability to do that with music. Uh, so I'd agree, you're, you're kind of amazing at that. You didn't mention the cake you brought, by the way.
1: That's yeah. a, new, a new skill, new skill. <laughs> <laughs> that I will not talk openly about until yeah. I um, have a good, proper oven, and yeah. then I can bake cakes and, and give them to to people, well, then maybe I'll start to think about my great abilities of I'll I'll, I'll, vouch, I'll vouch for that one, that
0: cake, that cake was amazing. <laughs> Brilliant. So here, uh, if I was to ask you, what would you love or, or how would you like to make a contribution to life?
1: What would I love, or how would I like to make a contribution?
0: How would you love, or how would you like to make a contribution to life? What would you, what would you love your contribution to life to be? Uh, I suppose that's maybe a bit of a, of a, of a epitaph. Is that the the right word? You know that that. Uh, how would you like to be remembered? How would you like to be? You know, if if I was if I was saying, do you know Amy? Do you know that girl Amy? She. Okay. What would be the next? You know, what would be the next thing there? What would, what would be your contribution to? You know, what? How would I say to someone? Oh, you know, Amy. You know the girl, Amy. She's the girl that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I suppose in a way, I'm I'm doing already what I would like to do, <laughs> yeah. um, which is playing music and and not only playing anything, playing any music, but playing music with with. It. Mostly important messages within, within the songs. Um, I think I mentioned this to you the the other day uh, when we were chatting in Belfast. Um, but just in in the past little while, I've I've started to realize the opportunity that's there for me to take, which is to not only stand on a stage and perform my music for people, but to to realize that. There's a space of time with with you know, after and before each song that I can do whatever I want with and with that space of time I would like to be able to talk to people and and yeah, just that thing of of getting under under the layer of someone.
0: So if you had that space, you have that space, what do you like to say to them?
1: I suppose just making them aware that Everybody goes through shit, <laughs> um, no matter what it is. Um, and just letting them find a, a comfort. Um, those who need to find a comfort, or maybe they don't, but they they would like to anyway, but find a comfort in in the fact that other people experience the same emotions. And even these people who are on a stage and, and they're, for the most part, a uh, uh, level above us you know on the, on the stage and and sometimes you know it doesn't matter what what level or or whatever you're at, but sometimes you know people that play on stages can be almost uh, idolized in a way and you can you can sort of forget that they're uh, they're human you know under, underneath the, the music that they're playing um, so yeah I just think it's it's really important to sort of cross over those, Two, two worlds of, of playing music for people, but also to get rid of the sort of stigma that um, a musician on a stage, and, you know, or a band, are or, or, or only that, you know, are mm. only musicians, you know, and um, yeah, just sort of making people aware of my emotions and, and, and how my emotions and their emotions are the same, are the same things no matter what situation or, or, or event has happened in their life. Um,
0: is it important for you to be seen as more than a musician?
1: Yeah. yeah, really important, yeah.
0: Cool. And what is it that you would like people to see, apart from the music, what, what, what is it that you want them to see about you, that's, what is it that's important that they see about you?
1: The important thing is vulnerability. Cool. Um vulnerability and strength simultaneously.
0: Mm. That's a good answer. And vulnerability and strength to me together are par. Yeah. Uh because if you have power, you don't kind of need strength. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and to me, being able to have power is being able to show vulnerability. Uh, and that's a really cool thing. Yeah. That's a really cool thing. And quite often we're chastised for showing our vulnerability. Quite often we're chastised by ourselves for showing our vulnerability uh, when showing your vulnerability is the very thing that will allow people yeah. to be themselves. Uh-huh. I think that, that's, a, that's a really cool thing. Finish the sentence for me. Uh, <clears throat> I would love to.
1: Anything? Anything at all?
0: Anything at all.
1: I would love to I would love to be able to sustain um, intervals of no thoughts more. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But um, I think that the very fact that I would love to do that, and it's something that I want to do and desire to do, um, defeats what I would love to do.
0: I know what you mean, that that spiritual journey of, of, you know, to go on a spiritual journey to to find stillness is contrary to finding stillness, because if you want to find stillness, then you shouldn't go on a spiritual journey, Yeah. kind of thing. It's paradoxical, isn't it? Yeah, Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. So how do you learn to sustain moments of no thought? More than how, how, how do you do that? Is there a practice for
1: that? Is there is there? Yeah yeah there is there's there's opportunities to practice uh, in a lot in the day, and mm-hmm. um, whether that be uh, a moment purely dedicated to that, where whatever you might do is sit on the floor, cross legged, or sit in your office on your seats um wherever it might be whatever position you might be in just to close your eyes and and just be with yourself um and there's not much to it <laughs> but just um yeah just practice an awareness of breath um awareness of of your of your senses and um, yeah and as I said, there's practices throughout the day um i I mentioned in in something that I wrote uh a few weeks ago that it can even be it's it's awareness and everything but it um it can even be awareness of you know being aware that you're full after a meal and stopping there um it can be awareness in a conversation um, whether that be awareness of what what you're talking about with the person or or awareness of the space around the words as well um, yeah awareness of space I suppose in anything in the day um, and then therefore going in, internally into your body and being aware of the the space that is there, um, if you are concentrating on your breath? Mm.
0: There's definitely a, a phenomenon, say that word right first time, there's definitely a phenomenon <laughs> around the idea of nothing can exist without the space that surrounds it. Uh-huh. So a building, you think of a building or a room or the room that we're in can't exist unless the space is around and in it. it it's actually the space that makes the building, not the building makes the space. Uh-huh. And it's, it's a really, it's one of those paradoxical uh, concepts again that that, that that I like to chew over as well. And, and uh, it can be an interesting thing uh, and, and you say space and words and space and conversation and space and a sound can't be a sound without space yeah around either side With but, yeah know, yeah uh, i even like uh, when you said eat, i talk to people quite a lot about conscious eating and knowing why you're eating knowing what you're eating knowing where you're eating it knowing what it looks like what it smells like the texture of it in your mouth Mm-hmm. What it feels like when you swallow it uh, and just being aware, and, and those are times of no thought when you're not attaching meanings to the thing that's happening, you're just experiencing the thing that's happening, uh-huh. uh, yeah it's interesting. You mentioned earlier uh, about your sense of adventure. So you said when you were a kid that that, that sort of stimulated, you know, building huts and uh, being outdoors and stuff. I can I can imagine. It cause I remember doing the same myself and building huts and falling out of huts and wrecking myself trying to create huts and you know making things out of pallets and slides. And <laughs> Talk to me more about your sense of adventure. So you seem to I mean you seem to recognise that you had one from a very early age. You seem to still recognise that. You still have it, yeah. What 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 is that? How how do you how um, do you, how do you know that you have it? How do you know that there's a sense of adventure? What's that all um,
1: about? I suppose um, in a way, it's it's my 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 thirst of wanting to be um, stimulated in, in in some way. You know, I suppose not 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 in all cases, but a lot, that's what a lot of adventure and, and extreme. Adventure is is wanting to completely immerse yourself in in a, a foreign experience um and for me uh that sort of sense of sense of adventure and foreign experience really started with um with following what my what my gut told me um the very first experience of that, I suppose, was 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 moving out at a young age. Um, and you know what, what age are you now? Um I don't usually like to like really? to that's okay. Yeah. Just yeah. You're now I I'm Amy years of age <laughs> every age and no yeah, age. Cool. Yeah. Great. Um so yeah moving out at a young age is um you know you talk about sense of sense of adventure and in a lot of cases that is going you know far away places or you know that might be one person's idea of it or another person's idea is extreme sports or or camping or whatever but it could be anything you know sense of adventure so um i suppose that was the first sort of little big actually big step you know into the crazy world is is moving out at a young age um and i knew from a young age that i wanted to travel um a lot um i always knew that i wanted to visit india um i always knew that i wanted to visit asia um and apart from that i just knew that i wanted to visit a lot of a lot of places and experience other people's cultures um so i i did that um i'm doing that <laughs> uh so a few years ago maybe two and a half years ago now, um, Michael and I um, took a trip to Southeast Asia, um, and we, you know, flew into Thailand and travelled across to Cambodia, um, and got to the bottom of Vietnam to Ho Chi Minh City, and we bought a motorbike there, um, and drove this motorbike maybe two and a half thousand kilometres, um, to the north, to the capital, Hanoi, um, which was a crazy adventure um, and exactly what I, what I hoped for. Um, it was way off the beaten track, you know. Um, you couldn't, you couldn't have even wrote down what you what you thought it was going to be because. It was just so spontaneous, and we were just following, you know, following our attrition where where it would take us, um, and it took us to some crazy places. You know, it's one one day. You know, we were we were looking for a spot to to hang our hammocks. You know, we were camping camping up Vietnam in our hammocks and mosquito nets, um, and you know, it was getting pretty late and starting to get dark and. This is during monsoon season, so um heavy, heavy rains. Yeah. <laughs> this is all sound effects, if anybody yeah. can hear the rain outside, hear the rain, I'm sure. can't, yeah. Um nice. yeah it is. That's good. Um, and yeah, during monsoon season, starting to get late, looking for a place to camp, put our hammocks up and uh, this Vietnamese man comes along and you know, the language barrier between us, we couldn't speak to each other, but we could sort of make shapes with our arms and and talk through body language. Um, So, you know, we made a triangle with our two arms and uh, we said, you know, we're looking for a place to camp, you know, to hang our hammocks. And he took this as, oh, these people need a place to stay, a house, you know, a house to stay in. And he said, oh, I know, you know, come, you know, just uh, using his hand, you know, come follow me. and. there was just a part in us both that we knew to trust this man. You know, you, you know um, when and when not to. Um, so we say, okay, well, let's go. And I uh, I hopped on the back of this Vietnamese man's motorbike. Uh, Michael was behind me on our motorbike with all the gear and off we go driving through this, this river. Michael's laptop is in his bag and, and it's maybe one inch away from the water. And, we're zooming through this river, and I'm looking back at Michael, you know, on this, on this new person's motorbike, and uh, then this this really steep sort of dirt track hill comes, and we're we're sort of sitting at about fifty percent, <laughs> going up this hill on a, on a bike until we get to this um, this beautiful, completely off the beaten track, um little mountain village, um where their normal life was, was happening, you know. Um, if we never went, I would never know that it was there and I never would know that these people are living their life up, up in the hills. Um, but yeah, we, we got there and uh, we were just welcomed in by this beautiful Vietnamese family. And as I say, we couldn't speak their language. We couldn't, we couldn't talk, but we could, we could um, communicate as best. As we could through body language and and through photos and and whatever else, um, and this this village had one TV for the whole village, um, which was in this house that we were staying in. Um, it was ran off a off a car battery or or some sort of generator, and it was on once or twice a day, and the whole village would come round and pile into this wee, this wee hut, sort of thing. You know the house is made out of. Um, out of planks of wood, you know, with gaps in between. You could yeah. feel the air, you know, blowing, blowing through the, the walls of the, of the house and you're sitting on, on, on dirt and, and, you know, on the, in, the, in the sand almost um, in the house. And, yeah, it was, it was just amazing. Um, yeah, the, the, this Vietnamese family, the, the woman and man gave us their beds um, which didn't even have a mattress on it, you know, just a solid wooden bed. Um, but they totally insisted that that we we have this, and you know, we we all ate together as well, and we sat in a huge big circle, and we brought a fish, <laughs> and we cooked fish and cooked rice, and it was just a beautiful time, you know. Um, so adventure is is not always. Um, doesn't always have to be, like, uh, near-death experiences, you know? That, that's, that, um, what
0: you describe there, Amy, to me, is adventure with a capital A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E. Yeah. It's just, that to me is absolute adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the whole idea of trust and intuition and faith and, you know, belief and, uh, Openness and warmth and, and people and uh, you know the, give me that over over a you know over a, a, a bungee jump uh, or, or a, you know a whitewater rafting any day yeah you know that's, uh-huh. uh, that's yeah that's that's, that's uh, I'm gonna tell you, this isn't about me talking but I'm just get reminded of a quick story and, and when I was much younger. And I'm just my, my I'm just now years of age as well. So, but when I was much younger, I, I went. Uh, I think I told this before hitchhiking around Europe, and we hitchhiked from Amsterdam to Corfu, uh, and hitchhiked back again. But on the way back, and we had no money, we nothing, you know. On the way back, I uh, was standing on the side of the road hitchhiking, and a guy, a young guy, pulled over, a German guy, uh, and we had told him our story. Just told him what we just me and we mate told him what we were at, and I'm sure we looked like two Benihans, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> He was like blown over by this story and he's like, you must stay with me, my parents are on holiday, come stay with me and he brought us to his house. Uh, and at this stage we had been three months like sleeping on the side of the road, you know, we were, <laughs> we were vagabond and
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, he brought us into his house and, and uh, fed us and gave us a room and and you know, shower and, and all the shower equipment and towels and I can't remember the last time I had a hot shower at this stage. Uh, <laughs> and completely looked after us, you know. Uh, and he picked us up on the side of the road, so it could have been serial killer, you know, it could have been whatever. But when you have that trust and, and you trust your intuition and you just go and the next day we get up and we had cooked breakfast for the first time and like felt like forever, you know, cooked breakfast and got washed and brushed our teeth and all this kind of stuff. And he then brought us to his school uh, or it was like tech, you know, he was a guy, I think he was about 20 odds. So it was like tech kind of thing, like senior school in Germany. Uh, and brought us in, and, and we he kind of paraded us in, in front of his whole class, and you know told them our story, and they were all chatting to us. And uh-huh. they just this was amazing, you know these two Irish guys, two nut jobs, probably. yeah, uh, and just that same sort of experience, just being open to, just being open to people, and, and mm-hmm. uh, that to me is adventure. Oh yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that to me is it's class. That's a really cool story. Yeah. So tell me this: what is the world lacking?
1: what is the word lacking i'm a uh, choosing between a few things <laughs> um, you, can say all um, if you there's,
0: there's no there's want. No, there's no limit there's no restriction on the on the number of things that it's lacking
1: um, people in 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 the world, anyway, um, definitely not everywhere, but um, a lot are uh, lacking openness, um, is one thing. Um,
0: how How do you mean? How do you mean openness?
1: Openness and conversation, um, and of course, it's not. It's not always the sort of thing that you can blame them for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about about that. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Um, shunning anybody because yeah. they, they can't be open with yeah. me and, you know, sometimes I'm not open either and that's just the way it is, but...
0: So are you referring to the freedom or, or the, the space and the peace to be open? Yeah, the okay. space, yeah. yeah,
1: the space within within one or, or multiple people to to feel safe, mm-hmm. to be open mm-hmm. with each other.
0: Vulnerability you're talking about? Yeah,
1: either. vulnerability, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, again, vulnerability.
0: The ability, the ability, the ability, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth and just kind of clarifying, if that's, I mean, the, the ability to be vulnerable uh-huh. you know, and, and to know that that's okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly, yeah, ex- exactly this, yeah, the ability to know, or to, yeah, to be vulnerable and, and for that to be okay, Um. yeah, maybe coming from that then lacking um, being taught that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean the world can can lack a lot of things but for me I think uh these sorts of things like the the ability to be vulnerable or or the the space and conversation is is close to the core of 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 the problems or whatever you want to call it, um, in the world, you know the 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 yeah the core of, of the problem and, and yeah the, you know what I mean. Um, I could I could say that the world is lacking. Um, Real friendships, mm. but what I would really mean is it, that it's lacking the the space to be open with each other. That, that's what I mean. Yeah. The, the core yeah. of that. Um,
0: so and, and I hadn't intended, but to develop that a wee bit. What is preventing people? What is preventing people, or what is not allowing the space to be vulnerable? What what, what is that? What's what's holding what's holding people back from that?
1: Um themselves um yeah again what what they've been taught to believe um well there there's many factors that can that can play a role in that you know um someone's life up to that point doesn't matter what it is um any anything everything everything plays a role in it um um Far more things play a role in that, in it than, than asking, what can you do to, to change it and what can you make do to make it better. Well, would, funny you just took the you just words right <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, would out maybe there. be a, uh, an easier question. Um,
0: so what is the solution? You know, in in, in your opinion. In my opinion, opinion, yeah, of course. Uh, and, and you know, so if if we feel that the that the world is lacking the space to be vulnerable, and the things that can make that situation or their past and their experiences and, and belief systems and uh their upbringing and whatever else that that, that brings and you're right it's not about blame it's about understanding isn't it uh so if if all of those things bring people to a place where they feel there isn't the space to be open and vulnerable what's the solution in, in your opinion
1: um in, in my opinion the the solution is first of all to become aware of of the fact that they they feel like they can't be vulnerable mm-hmm. um, the awareness of that is maybe one of the first mm-hmm. things um, as I said earlier um, spending time with yourself and. Um, learning to be vulnerable with yourself mm. first is is really important um, for me anyway um yeah, I agree with you. yeah completely because i mean if you're not going to spend time with yourself and, and get to know the you know the, the dark sides of yourself or, or the brighter sides of yourself then how how are you meant to hold yourself in front of someone else if you don't if you don't even know what's within yourself, you know. Um, you know, no wonder people can't be open and vulnerable if, if they haven't done it, you know, if they haven't if they haven't ventured into into themselves. Um, it's gonna be scary trying to trying to not label themselves but trying to say that they are this person if, if they yeah revealing yeah that, that's a good word <laughs> yeah revealing themselves if they if they haven't even revealed themselves to themselves you know yeah. so um, yeah that would be I think
0: sometimes people Amy are, are frightened as to what what they will find if they reveal themselves which is, which is half the dilemma uh, and people suffer a lot from things like shame and guilt and uh, if I reveal myself. I will be shamed for it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do a bit of a presentation, it's exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's really cool. I do a bit of a presentation that, that talks about personality. Uh, is derived from the Latin around persona and persona uh, meaning mask. Uh, and, and quite often people have, in my experience, uh, you know, people have a mask for their wife, husband. They have a mask for their kids. They have a mask for the person that works in the coffee shop. Yeah. They have a mask for the bus driver. They have a mask for their parents. They have a mask for their brothers and sisters. They have a mask for the people they meet in the street. Uh, they have a mask for when they're out. They have a mask for when they're in. Uh, and everybody's so fucking busy trying to manage their masks. Yeah. That it is exhausting. Yeah. And when, when you have your mask on, the person standing beside you automatically, and it's human nature to think, oh shit, they've got their mask on, mm-hmm. I better put mine on. And the person standing beside that thinks, oh shit, both those people have their mask on. And this is subconscious behavior. Both yeah. those people have their mask on, I better put mine on. And really all it takes is one or two people to take their mask off and the people standing beside you will go, oh thank God, they've no mask on. Yeah, I don't have to wear mine. And then the person standing beside that will go, oh, those people have no masks on. I don't have to wear mine. Uh, And it's just that knock-on effect. And the the thing that each individual can do for me is to learn to be vulnerable and Uh take the mask off. And when you can sit with someone with no mask on, then that person doesn't have to have their mask on either. And this whole knock-on effect, and just you start that ripple with your self, first of all, that'll ripple to your intimate relationships. That'll ripple then into your platonic relationships, your family structures, uh, the, your colleagues, people you work with, uh, your community, mm-hmm. uh, your city, you know, and uh, just takes some people just to take their mask off. Yeah. But they're the brave ones. Uh-huh. They're the ones taking the risk because quite often in the society that we live in, through no fault of anyone's, when you take your mask off, there's that, fear of a, a circle of people standing around you pointing at you laughing you know so the person that takes their mask off first is to me are the leaders of the new world order <laughs> mm. mean, they're, the, they're, they're the people they're, they're, the, they're the enlightened ones you know they're the, yeah. people, they're the people that are going to help us of course yeah uh, because they're the brave ones they're taking the uh-huh. mask off first uh, and I think that's a really important and valid point so I'm going to ask you uh, one more deep and meaningful question and then we might ask you some uh, some frivolous and, and stupid questions Okay, uh, yeah Well, they're not that frivolous and stupid they never are with me <laughs> But uh, what hurts Amy?
1: What hurts Amy?
0: If, if anything maybe nothing
1: um, I think something will always hurt someone Um, If I said that nothing hurt me then I would totally be lying to you mm-hmm. Um a lot of things make me happy, and I'm generally a happy person mm-hmm. um but I suppose um one thing that I've learned that hurts me um is the fear of abandonment mm-hmm. um and i I'm sure that i've I've learned that from from the death of my mum um and from learning, from learning that I, I, have worked on that. Um, but I, I do know that 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 is what hurts me is is the fear of of abandonment. I think that would be um, one of the things.
0: And it's interesting, like going back to that thing you were talking about, you know, doing music and having that space that. There'll be a lot of people listening to you now. We'll go. Hell yeah. I feel that. I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's uh, again, it's it's it, it's showing a, a classy bit of vulnerability to be able to say, yeah, the fear of abandonment is something that that hurts me. You know, and that uh, there'll be a lot of people go, yeah, I hear you. you know? Yeah. Uh, and you know maybe that'll maybe that'll have some people thinking about yeah so Amy said that she did some work on that so I wonder what work that is that Amy did and maybe I'll go listen to her music and, and, and find out and we're going to chat about your music in a wee second uh so we'll go on we've mentioned your music and and I asked you to bring uh a book or you know something and, and I'm looking over <laughs> and I'm seeing some things that you've brought so would you like to pick those up and 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 chat to us about those and and tell me what those are and
1: yeah uh, these are, this is well I'll, I'll come back to this the first thing that I brought that was on my list when you asked me was actually around my neck okay and I didn't have to bring it because it's always around my neck okay um which is a gold ring yeah um looks like a gold wedding ring gold yeah. wedding band type thing yeah. yeah um the second thing is. Um, my CD called Alterations and the While third we're here,
0: just before you move on where can people find out about Alterations and, and Amy Montgomery music
1: so I'm, I'm going to come back okay. to to that okay um, I'll tell you that okay. I'll not leave you without telling you about that <laughs> okay
0: I'm going to be putting links up and stuff under the, the podcast anyway so
1: but yeah like class okay. yeah Kevin's going to fall off his seat there <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we're good we're
1: good we're good <sighs> And the uh, the third thing which I just picked up quickly when I was leaving there, and I think the things that I've brought with me would be different, um, if I was in a different place, of course, um, but these just happen to be, um, in the boat, um, and so the third thing is a ten rupee note from India, mm-hmm. um, which is probably about ten p, mm-hmm. ten pence, um, so from. The first thing, the gold ring, um, is would have been my mum's wedding ring, okay. um, so this was on her finger, okay. um, and after she passed away, then mm. I was given this, okay. and I wear it around my neck, and it's uh, it's sort of a nice place to wear it, um, because I'm a singer, oh, yeah, as well, mm-hmm. um, it's sort of, yeah, it protected my, my throat, um, and my voice, um, and your expression yeah
0: and your honesty and yeah how you say and what you say and cool uh-huh yeah.
1: um so that's the first thing um and i actually realized recently that it is exactly the same size as my finger it works on your finger it yeah does indeed yeah yeah so um yeah
0: we'll, we'll, n- we'll not go into whether you're uh, cast on any uh, aspirations ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or invitations or ah. <laughs> It's always really interesting in the work that I do that when people offer you information that you haven't asked them uh, yeah. they're, they're always the really important bits of information. Ah. Uh, and for those of you listening Amy has just put the wedding ring on her finger and said it fits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. anyway, oh dear. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So We're going to edit that part out, everybody. (laughs) Um, So the second thing, which I mentioned, is my CD called Alterations. And um, I brought this as one of my important things, um, because I suppose this is one of the first um, real bodies of work um, that mean that means something to me. Um, that I can hold in my hands and I can listen to and um, and I know where it's came from. Um, I worked on on the CD with Michael Mormiga, mm-hmm. um at Millbank Studios um, and yeah, I was uh, so I hand make every one of my CDs. Um,
0: and I have witnessed this. I have witnessed
1: this. <laughs> yeah. a table full of stuff. <laughs> yeah, full of yeah, totally full of stuff. I I don't even know how many I must have made by now. Probably around one thousand mark, maybe more. I don't I don't know. Um, but yeah, they're they're all handmade, and I want to keep doing this for as long as I can. Uh, maybe in the future that won't be a possibility. Hopefully, mm-hmm. because I'll have to make so many. <laughs> um, but for now, I really um, just love the fact that someone can buy my CD, and it's always going to be different from the last one, mm-hmm. the last what the last person got, or the the one in front of them will get, um, and the name of. The CD is alterations, um, which I don't always get to explain to people because you know gigs happen so fast and you know people are buying CDs and everything happens quickly. But what people don't realize is that there, there's a meaning within within all of all of this um, little CD, um, which is again referring to to my mum when my mum was working um, before she passed away. Uh, she was a dressmaker and okay. um, so she did a lot of sewing and uh, she had a little business called Christine's Alterations um, and I sort of woke up, I, I was thinking about it for ages, you know, what's the name of this CD going to be? I couldn't get it and it was obviously the irony of the moment you leave it alone, you know, I woke up one morning and I said, that's what it is, you know, it's going to be alterations um, and in a way, yeah, alterations because, you know, of of the clothes that she altered but um, just after a big life event like that happening you realise oh wait a second the alterations is, is a really special word for that you know because everything's altering around us all the time and we're adapting to the alterations um, that get thrown at us um, or that we put into action ourselves um, so yeah it's sort of um, alterations of a dress but also alterations of life um, that, that's what that means and um, this is an ever-changing CD so the tracks, um, throughout time I take tracks off it and put other ones onto it oh, right, so okay. that it's cool. just a, an ever-evolving, ever-altering CD. Class. Class. Um, yeah, so so for, th-
0: any, for anyone that has already bought one, so if they buy a different one it can be a different cover, different handmade and a different track listing? Yeah.
1: Class. Yeah. So yeah. In a while, in a while, um, maybe people who, some people who bought them at the start, um, it'll have changed slightly since then. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, you always have the the uncertain, confused faces of people at gigs. You know, maybe I should get another one.
0: Then. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we we would encourage them to do so. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah. So that
1: is that. That's alterations, which is yeah. Taking up the hem of a dress or alterations of your life and yourself. Um, and the third thing is my 10 rupee note from India. Um, and I got home from India about a month ago now. Um, I spent two months in India. And um, I just, that was uh, one of those things of, I suppose, uh, a thing of, of working on my my fear of abandonment Um, and to do that you completely throw yourself into the the deep end with um, with being being alone and having to be okay with being alone and and um, realizing that there's nothing bad with that and and it actually creates a space for you to grow more as a person and so because of um, because i wanted to grow in that aspect of myself i took myself on a plane and boarded a plane by myself to india <laughs> um, and i'm not going to lie i was sitting on that plane in in dublin about to take off and my palms were sweaty absolutely shit myself <laughs> can I imagine like really you know the the door closed of the plane and I had a a window seat and I was just looking out at the runway going, what am I doing? This is the most mental thing ever, you know. Um, So far. Yeah, so so far. far, Yeah, yeah, so far. There are a few experiences that could maybe come close, but this is definitely one of the the bigger, um, spontaneous sort of things that I've done. Um, And yeah, it's just that thing of like breaking the Breaking the barriers of what you know to be, to be normal or what you know to be routine, um, yeah, it was it was interesting. You know, it, it's just not the complete unknown. You don't know what's at the other side. You don't know what experiences are at the, at the other side. You don't know what people are at the other side. Um, you don't know what parts of yourself that you'll uncover are at the other side, um, and not necessarily you have to go to India or go to these different countries to do this but for me this has just always been a place where I wanted to go um, and yeah I just I was up in the sky on on the first flight and I think it was flying over Romania and um, I'd, I'd sort of calmed myself down at this point still had sweaty palms but could sort of got my breath back you know um, after a glass of red wine too <laughs> yeah um, and I'll never forget because I wrote it down because it was it was such an important moment um, and so early on in in my adventure to to India, um, I looked out the window and as the sun was setting you know above the clouds, um, just this, the most spectacular sunset and and I just felt my heart just falling comfortably into into the now I suppose and yeah. into the into the present moment and and yeah just said to myself oh yeah. This is why I'm doing it, you know. Um, it didn't have to be anything, in particular, but just that, that that feeling, that that um, that sense that you're safe in in the arms of the unknown, you know. Um, and then from there on, in India was amazing for me, and I, I learned a lot about myself. Um. I I learned that. One of the most important things for me when I'm traveling is my um my connection to people and I would say that more more than anything else when I travel um it doesn't have to be uh, it doesn't have to be you know a big event or anything in fact it it, it the the less of a a big important event the better you mm. know um just instances when you're, you're staring into the eyes of, of someone, you know, lives halfway across the world, a lot of the way across the world. Um, and although you can't speak to each other, you, you understand that, that you're so similar, um, if not the same, you know, um, as each other. And getting to do that by myself was really important um, for me. Again, that thing of, of, I suppose, those masks that you talked about, you know. Um, if you go away by yourself, uh, there's more chance that you won't have a mask on. Um, yeah, so that was, that, that was an important moment. Um, and I got home. And the craziest thing happened when I got home from India. Um, well, when I was in India, I got booked for a, a gig uh, in London. And um, the guys in the band couldn't couldn't make it, so I was gonna have to go and play this gig two days after I got home from India. Um, you know, by myself, and which is fine. I can I can do that, Grant. Uh, but I hadn't done it in a while. Um, but the the funny thing was, is the gig that I got booked for was a, a support slot for an Indian artist, um, Pratik Kuhad. And I just knew as soon as I got that like offer in, I was like, "You know, I have to do this. You know, I don't know what it, what it is, but I have to do it. Um, so two days after I got home um flew over to London by myself, which I probably wouldn't have been as comfortable doing if I hadn't just been to India. <laughs> um, yeah, and I got to got to London, and the whole crowd was just Indian an Indian audience, and it was the most beautiful thing, you know, um I'd just been in there. In their homeland, I just um, uncovered and, and got to understand a lot about about what their home is. Um, and then to be able to share my music and, and myself with them was even even greater, you know. Um, so yeah, this is my 10 rupee note from, from India, which you can buy chai tea with on the train. A little cup of chai. Mm-hmm. The amount that we should drink, I think. Yeah, we we nip. Yeah, we nip. Yeah. We nip of tea, yeah. you know. I got home from India. And it's not a, it's a tankard. A yeah, tankard yeah, tea. yeah. Sometimes we're drinking like buckets of tea, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that I, I don't drink buckets of tea anymore. I <laughs> I totally do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still, but uh, yeah, ten rupee chai on the on the train or in the streets, um, is what you could get with this, and that concludes my three items.
0: Class, three class stories. Really, really good. Uh, talk to me very quickly. Time flies, does not it? Talk to me very quickly. I don't want to let you go without talking about uh, Glastonbury.
1: Oh, yeah. I have
0: to, you know. So... Uh, Glastonbury, today is what,
1: today's the 20th of
0: June or something, today? something like that? Uh, is it? I don't know. Twi- something, something like that, I? Anyway, something like that. So Glastonbury, This is. Th- we're sitting here on a Thursday, and Glastonbury is not this weekend, so not, not Friday, Saturday, but next weekend. Next weekend. So eight or nine days away. Yeah. yeah. So, what's the shizzle? What's the shizzle with that? How
1: are you feeling with that? So, on with that. I um. I haven't processed it properly yet, you know. Um, I think because of the name of Glastonbury, um, it's easy to throw it into a conversation and for everyone to be excited about it. And I am totally excited about it, but I haven't really sat down and, and processed it yet. <laughs> um, yeah, it's totally—it's crazy. It's um, if you would have told me I was gonna be playing Glastonbury, even even one year ago, two years ago. Maybe yeah. Two years ago, I would have laughed at you, and would have thought that you were you were having a good old joke, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just just things aligning for me um, this year, especially um, yeah. Glastonbury is is next week, and uh, we're playing the acoustic stage, which doesn't necessarily mean that you have to play acoustically. Mm-hmm. We'll be playing full band.
0: You don't, you don't have to be a
1: pyramid to play the pyramid no, you? you don't have to be a pyramid yeah kid. yeah yeah, um, which is a great stage to be on for the first time playing Glaster as well, um, and we'll be camping for the full weekend for from friday to to sunday um and yeah, apart from that i i I don't know what else to say it's oh. an afternoon slot, i've got no idea what's going to happen and unfold at Glastonbury, but um Whatever it is will be good, with good energy put into it.
0: Our our whole conversation, Amy, for the last hour and a bit has been kind of based on being in the now and knowing yourself and being vulnerable and and that idea, as I asked you that question and you said, you know, you haven't really processed it. I'm kind of looking at you and thinking, there isn't really much for you to process.
1: Yeah. Uh, you yeah. go
0: And you enjoy the experience for what it is, uh, for the for the rain or the sunshine, or you know, and for the for the stage that it is and the setting that it is, and and what's what's the process? You know that that you're 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 you're, you're you. <laughs> you're yeah. And you're going along and, exactly. and you're doing what you do, and and uh, I can remember I can remember being a kid and watching the the, the, the very first Superman movie. This makes like a strange tangential story. And <laughs> watching the very first Superman movie. <coughs> and uh, someone had accused the young Superman, so the young Clark Kent, of showing off, and he kind of said, but a bird doesn't show off and it sings, and a dog doesn't show off and it barks, uh, and I'm just doing what I do, and you're just doing what you do. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. Uh, and, and there's, you, you you could get hung up on on, on the, the, the idea of having the process. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just going, well I'm Amy Montgomery and, and I, I sing in a band, in a band, on a stage, and, and I'm going to enjoy the... I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of this. Yeah, know. yeah. Uh, and, and what is it, a process except the idea that you're going to go and have a great experience? Yeah, well that's it,
1: yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm going to do, yeah.
0: Good for you. Uh, tell me before we let you go, uh, all, all the dot-coms and Facebooks and stuff, so...
1: Right. So my website is amymontgomery.me, Class. Um, no.com or no.co.uk, it's dot me. Okay. So I mean I'm me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amy Um my Facebook is just Amy Montgomery. You'll find me with my black face paint. Um, Band my black blood line blood. Yeah. across my face. Um, yeah, bringing out my inner warrior. Um and my Instagram is Amy Montgomery Official because I am the official Amy Montgomery. And I've recently got Twitter. This is a new thing for me. And I'm gonna give you my Twitter name, everybody, but I can't promise that there's anything on there yet. Uh, but it's Amy Montgomery and all of the O's are zeros.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah.
1: Um and I think that's it.
0: I'm gonna go and hope hope and find all these new bits and pieces and, and have them them yeah. by the podcast anyway, but it's just Great. Nice for people to listen. Uh, Amy Montgomery dot me. Amy dot? No, amymontgomery.me? Amy Montgomery A. dot me. Amy Montgomery dot me. Okay.
1: And on Spotify, Amy Montgomery. Montgomery. Um, okay. Yeah, on YouTube or whatever, wherever people want to find me.
0: Okay. Uh, and, and they, I mean, anyone that listens to me and anyone that knows me will know that I love music and I love being around music and... Uh, you know, it, it's 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 all well and good. The artists themselves saying, "I'm brilliant. Come listen to me," mm-hmm. uh, and that's fair enough for you to say because I can vouch that to people that that you are brilliant and they should go listen to you uh, for 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 the experience that they will they will have mm-hmm. in doing that. Uh, they will enjoy, uh, no doubt about it. And uh, I wrote down loads of questions, uh, Amy, and, and didn't didn't ask them. Uh, <laughs> but that's cool, you know, that, that's, that's, that's the way it goes. Uh, and I suppose just, I'm gonna ask you a, a final question and then, then I'm gonna thank you, I'm gonna let you go. And this is called Honest Conversations About Things That Matter. And I've been hoking and poking about things that matter and asking you questions for the last hour or so about, about what matters. Uh, and I suppose this is at the risk of asking you to repeat yourself, but no matter, I'm gonna ask it anyway, cause it's in my mind, what matters?
1: what matters. Trust um, in others, in yourself, in, in the timeline of life. Um, I suppose everything comes from that. Mm. Um, when you trust, um, working on yourself matters mm-hmm. greatly. If everybody does that then it'll be a great place to be, it already is a great place to be, you know, um, but yeah, working on yourself, working on, on, on positive growth in yourself, um, yeah, that place of vulnerability, which I, I mention quite often on stage two, um, the place of vulnerability um, and realising that choice of whether you want to grow from it or whether you want to be burdened by it, you know, um, which is there, which is totally there, the choice is always there. Um, especially in that place of vulnerability. Um. Yeah, I think those are those are the most important things for me. The, what matters, vulnerability, um. Trust. Trust. Openness. Um, humor. Humor important. Um, playfulness. Um. There's there's lots everything that is <laughs> matters.
0: Yeah. Uh, I suppose what matters matters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Amy, you've been a legend. Thank you very much for coming and chatting to me. I feel that I have learned. Uh, you know, I feel that I've learned so much about you, but yet haven't really been surprised about any of it. Do so, you know that sort of way? You know, because uh, I think you are open, and I think you are vulnerable, and I think you are honest. And uh, I think you know, if you added up all the time that we spent together since I've known you, it's probably a year, a couple of years. Uh, you know, it, it might only amount to a handful of hours. Yeah. Uh, but I think that uh, I have known you reasonably well. Uh, just through the few hours that we've spent together, uh-huh. and this has been a really cool. It's been a really cool uh, period of time, and I'm delighted that you've done it. And this will be available for people to listen to and share, and go and check out emmontgomery.me and 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 the music. and And uh, I wish you every success. Thank you. Really, uh, wholeheartedly, and truly, that that everything that is there. Just lands in your lap really soon.
1: <laughs> thanks
0: Thanks very much Amy Montgomery.
1: Thank you. Bye, bye. <laughs>